Mark, welcome to the Commerce Talks show. Today we are talking about the um, the the yeah, what is the market actually called? It's not the food market. It's the stuff you need to prepare food in the gastro industry. So uh, when I when I'm going to your website uh, and try to find out what you are selling, I see very big machines. I'd like to have at home, but it wouldn't make any sense because they're used in restaurants. Uh, tell us about Gastro Hero and about yourself, please. Yes, maybe we can talk about this later if you need something for your uh, for your kitchen. Um, yes, thank you for the invitation. It's it's a pleasure to to uh, join your podcast, um, Alex. Um, maybe something about Gastro Hero. Um, we want to be customers' most trusted brand for kitchen equipment. So, as you already said, we sell we sell kitchen um, equipment. What does it mean? Heavy um, heavy stuff, have products like uh, fridges, um, ovens, but um, This is the way we started eight years ago, um, but today we also sell all products that you need in a professional Horeca um, business. So from the hard equipment parts to smallwares, tabletops, so also glasses, small things that you need for presentation. Um, 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 so all kind um, that professional kitchen equipment um, that you need from small pieces to, to big pieces. Um, as I already said, we um, we founded Gastro Hero eight years um, eight years ago. Um, what what are our customers? We sell, as you can imagine, to uh, restaurants, to to hotels, but also to many different um, business types. Almost everybody who needs, um, in a professional way, um, those um, those equipments like sport clubs, school uh, schools, um, uh, retailers, um, and um, or business company who offers um, food for. Um, for the employees and um, maybe what are our core markets. Uh, we started in Germany, but very quickly we uh, went also to Austria and to, to Switzerland. And today, beside Germany, Austria, Switzerland, um, we also have many customers in France and, and in Belgium. So this, this in a nutshell, what is, um, what is Gastro Hero? Okay, I would assume that this market, like for professional kitchen equipment, was like a, a pure um, uh, yeah, mail order market or driven by a local uh, field force. So when the school kitchen needed some new fryer or uh, a, a big refrigerator, they would have called a guy from I don't know ABC, and they would come and present what kind of um, what 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 kind of um, merchandise um, they could offer. Um, how has this? order behavior changed over the last year is it really the case that a cook or the the user in the kitchen uh, would go to google therefore find gastro hero and select a new um, select a new product because in the in the kitchen as i think it's it's very very tailored so every kitchen is different there might be uh, you might need like a, um, a different size for for your kitchen so it's not as standard as it is in the in, in the home industry. So, so how, how many cooks are ordering fryers now online? Um, yes, you're right. Um, when we, when we started, it was a very traditional, um, sourcing, um, sourcing area for, for cooks. So, um, there are no really official, official uh, numbers that I can say, this is the exact online share of this, um, of this market. But we suggest that eight years ago, we maybe had a, a online penetration of two to 3% because, um, everybody used the traditional specialist, um, most local. Mo uh, local um, um, retailer or maybe um, like like cash and carry cash and carry markets for smaller um, for smaller pieces 
um, but um, we see that this uh, changed uh, changed over the year because uh, this also is our, our our business idea. We see many reasons why why this should um, changed, and um, this is also that we that we see, especially the the last um, the last two to three years. So we we now have our online printed penetration um, over over ten percent, and maybe maybe you have to to see different use cases. So I'm um, it's still that way when uh, when you will open from the scratch a new um, a new kitchen and a restaurant. So you are right. There are many tailor made things and it's a project. So this is not this is not our type of business. We um, we also offered this in the last year to to see if this works or not. But we see that this really local project business is a business where we um, also see in the future um, the, the need of, of, of local of local partners. But um, 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 when you see um, how many times a kitchen or a restaurant have to purchase new things, it's from from 10 to 20 times that um, that restaurants have to invest on a yearly base in new in new products. And when you have this substitution, it's it's a lot more convenience um, to um, yeah, to also do this to also do this online. So our task in the last year was to to generate a brand awareness. You are right. Um, of course, the behavior in general changed. So today there are really cooks that will start um, searching searching on the on the internet um, if there are possibilities to buy the products. But um, of course, we also have the task to to um, show them that gastro hero is a, um, a online retailer where he can where he can buy the the product that he um, that he needs so this changes changed the so, last years uh, what is what is the price point of a new kitchen in a in a professional environment if you like open up a restaurant let's say mm, 20 tables 30 tables and you're opening up opening up a new kitchen what is the investment size you have to make for um, really getting everything done for the kitchen Oh, this is a this is a difficult the, the difficult question, and everybody in the market will will answer with with it depends because there are different quality different quality levels. Um, there are there are different levels or different types of of, of stuff that you um, products that you need. So um, to to give you an idea of a range. Um, it will not be possible to um, to to open the kitchen for for less than thirty thousand uh, euros, but you also will be able to invest two hundred fifty thousand euros in a in a in a kitchen like this. So you see, there is a, a wide range, um, w depending on the quality and the type of product that you need. Uh, and beside the kitchen, this is also very important. You you also have other areas, the the area where you prepare the beverages and the um, um, and the drinks. So um, you you. Do not only have the kitchen; you have different. Um, you have different types of of investment areas in a restaurant, as an example. Okay, and and uh, and the overall equipment you would need for a restaurant. How much of it can I order at Gastrohero? Like tables, glasses, tableware, uh, whatever. Maybe even maybe even the um, uh, the merchandise and the marketing material I need for the window. Yes. Um, um, so we are very strong in the equipment in the equipment um, area because this was our starting point, and now we are also very strong in the in the in the smallware and in the in the in the beverages area. This means um, everything, also small parts that you need to prepare to prepare the food, smaller uh, smaller electrical products or um, additional additional equipment. 
um, we since since four years we also sell um, or offer many products like like glasses and like like dishes um, um, which you can which you can purchase at GastroHero. Where we are still not that strong um, is the furniture uh, um, area. So you you cannot buy at the moment um, tables, chairs in a in a in a very deep product range um, um, at GastroHero. This would be a this would be a further step. But of course um, um, you also can. Um, um, you also can buy the products that you need on a daily basis, like like cups, like like things that you use and and throw away. So um, we we are still not good in the decoration in the decoration um, in the decoration area. But uh, one of our core strategies is to increase the assortment um, the assortment widths that the customer can buy everything that he need um, really at our at our store. And for, for my private kitchen, if I would go for buying you a new uh, dishwasher, I would end up with uh, Bosch Siemens or Miele, for example, or, or, or AEG. Um, how does it work in a professional environment? Is it Gastro Hero branded or is also Bosch Miele uh, a strong provider in that area? Um, in, the, in this in this field, the, the professional kitchen equipment um, sector is, um, is, is is a little bit different. So you have on the on the one side, you have really the premium brands. Um, um, the the brands that you said are not um, famous in the professional kitchen equipment. So you have other brands which are um, which are famous in the um, in the professional kitchen equipment, but they are only responsible for some part of for some part of the market share. So you see a really huge um, size of the market where you see wholesale brands or where, where you see white label, where you see white label brands. So you see the, the premium brands on the one side, but there is still a big size for um, for own brands. And this is also a, um, a type of our strategy. So um, um, uh, a huge part of our products that we sell are really gastro hero um, um, products, so it's our own brand. Um, but on the other side, depending on the the um, the product type, we also offer many many different brands. No? Hmm. And how big is the share of gastro hero products uh, compared to the overall assortment you're offering? Um, it's more or less one third that we um, that we offer as a gastro hero brand. And, and, and are um, kitchen owners, professional kitchen owners, cooks, are, are they eager to get the big brand in their kitchen or it's just like you offer them, offer them a project price and then they're going with the Gastro Hero fridge and with the Gastro Hero whatever, uh, fryer, uh, um, um, or, or like in, or in the better restaurants, they would say, no, I would need the um, equivalent of Miele in my kitchen because otherwise the cooks I'm hiring uh, uh, won't do the job here. Um, this depends on the product type. So there are type of of, of, of um, product types like like combi steamer, where there is a really high loyalty to to a certain um, to a certain brand, and where you maybe have also cooks with 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 a certain knowledge to use these products. But um, you have other product types where where this is not so so important. So in the cooling in the cooling area, like 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 fridges, there is no really big loyalty to 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 high brands and also in the dishwasher um, um, sector um, this example you gave there are there are many customers who are looking for 
um, a good product. This means for them that the, that the result um, of, the, of the washing process has a good um, quality, that the technical um, specifica of the product um, are good, that there is a good quality price ratio. So brand, of course, always is a um, in, in relevant um, parameter, but it's not that important as, as it's in the B2C, in the B2C area. And who are you competing with in the market? Is it uh, rather like the the guys from Metro who are uh, who are like uh, also shipping the the the, the raw products to the restaurants, like uh, fruits and vegetables and all this stuff, or is it rather Amazon Business who is claiming to be super successful now in the B two B environment, or is there a special special area from uh, who who just announced going B2B only. I think Conrad uh, was one of the chains that um, that announced it. Are those competitors or is it way more specialized? No, it's way more specialized. So um, at the moment, um, um, these are, um, of course, Amazon Business um, is, is a competitor and um, also Amazon in general. You find some kind of products um, in, um, in the kitchen equipment um, sector um, at Amazon, but it's not that this is our main competitor. So our main main competitor, and this is also our focus, is the, still the traditional um, the traditional retailer. Um, as I said at the beginning, we um, we believe that the online share at the moment is more or less 10 percent. So this means there is still um, a high potential to to shift the the offline customers to the um, to the online sector, and this is our main. Uh, our main competitor, our main competitor focus. Of course, um, there are already um, also online competitors. Um, you have you have um, marketplaces, and um, you have also competitors, competitors like um, like us. But um, our main focus is really to to accelerate the offline to the online shift. Okay. Okay. Got it. And there you, they would say uh, only 10% of the way um, uh, um, is gone so far. So 90% of the market is still offline. So there's plenty growth potential uh, um, uh, for companies or for services like um, for services like like yours. How loyal are the customers in your area? Because in B2C businesses, which are also sometimes here in the podcast, that is usually part of the of, of the challenge: bringing the customer back on a regular basis. Um, so there's not such a, a big need for spending money on Facebook or, or Google. In your case, I, I, I can assume there's like service potential, glasses are, are, are broken. So there's there must be like a lot of potential contact points with your customers. Um, yes, um, uh, when we when we started, um, our problem was um, so eight years ago or six years ago that we focused on on the equipment on the equipment market. So um, it's nice because you have um, high um, order values and high high baskets. But on the other side, these are investment products, and when you when you buy a dishwasher or fridge, you will not buy this on a regular on a regular basis. So. Um, we um, we had the situation that a customer um, only can buy every two or three years a product, and um, also if he's satisfied and loyal after two or three years, he will start a new search process for for suppliers. Um, now we offer really a huge um, um, assortment, um, also of products that you can buy every month or every every three months, and and we see that um, um, that. Um, 
when you really treat the customer in a, in a good way, when you help the customer, when you are a sparings partner of the customers, because sometimes he wants to order something and um, when, you, when, when you see the orders, um, you, you see that he needs a sparings partner because maybe it's not the right, it's not the right product. Um, and when you offer a good after-sales service, because the, the products are, are used in a heavily way in the in the kitchen, so every product in a in, in a certain or after a certain time needs needs some technical support. And if you offer all these parts of the um, of, of the value chain for the customer, you see that he really get will get a loyal um, a loyal customer. So we don't see that the customer will at the moment choose only one supplier, but he have he has uh, a set line like like four or five suppliers that he um, depending on the product area will be loyal if you really treat him good and this is one of our main goals to to increase the the repurchase rates and the, the loyalty of our customers and is it still a status quo in the industry that um, that your customers are buying the um, uh, the kitchen equipment because what we're seeing in other industries it's this are this kind of lease deals because there's so much money available in the market there, um, that um, um, that f uh, financial services would be willing to give Gastro Hero like a, a big debt working line and say okay instead of spending now 30 40 50k for your new restaurant in the kitchen uh, you have to pay me let's say 1k a month or 2k a month just for leaving the equipment based on the consumption, based on, 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 on how you use it, uh, essentially, and you could uh, use the rest of your money for marketing and, and other services, uh, for increased uh, um, salaries, for, uh, for example, um, which I would guess in the restaurant industry or in the gastro industry could, could be a thing. Um maybe the gastro industry has had in this in this area uh, uh, a little bit different hist um, history so um at the moment most of our customers and in general in the business they they buy the um, they buy the products um, of course if you have a, a huge project um, you will not buy it cash you will we, um, we also offer leasing uh, leasing options but it's more like a traditional like a traditional leasing of um, um, financing um, one reason is of course that that um, for for banks and for financial um, or debt uh, givers it's um, the the um, food or the restaurants uh, industry is uh, is not um, um, yeah, an industry which is so stable with financial with financial kpis so we still have many customers um, which are not surprised to give to give um, payment in advance so they there is a history that that um, our customers know that it's very difficult to get um, financing um, um, financing support so but um, on the other hand, uh, what is um, a tradition also the last um, 20, 30 years that um, that uh, restaurants or bars will make a contract with with uh, um, let's let's say beer supplier and he will he will pay the money for for all the equipment and on the other hand I have a contract that uh, the next five years the next ten years I will I will buy the um, the beverages or the um, the food um, um, from from him. But um, um, at the moment, um, this is not this is not a trend. So um, at the moment, we are really in the situation that the customers are buying the, um, the products. What we see and what what started, um, as you also see in other industries, that there are 
pay-per-use pay-per-use uh, models so there are some suppliers premium brands which now offers um, pay pay-by-use um, um, prices so they will offer you the product and i think this can be really a, a very interesting a very interesting point for the um, for the future and um, we uh, we will also start trying things in this area but at the moment this is not this is still not the standard in the in the sector yeah, it would even make more sense, like for uh, um, because the bank is giving you the money, right? So you're you're getting the leasing w would be the leasing contractor, and when their restaurant has to close uh, close the shop after half a year or a year or so, you just take back the products and give it to other restaurants, which you could price in actually in the lease price. So it would make even more sense uh, to uh, then we have more restaurants, more uh, more flexibility uh, and. Uh, and, a, and a much better usage usage of the of the kitchen of the kitchen um, equipment. Can you give us um, um, a, a bit um, a bit of an of of a view how you um, how you uh, um, uh, go went through Corona because that's actually a market that was uh, that was um, yeah hurt most uh, by the virus because uh, people couldn't couldn't uh, could not do out of home. Um, things anymore um, was it something that that where your business was at risk or was there another channel you could have developed during that time um, now uh, corona really have had a huge impact um, first of the business of our customers um, so when you see the um, when you see the numbers um, 2020 um, the, the the sales which the horeca industry made um, decreases 40 percent. So they had some months where, um, when everything was closed in the lockdown, where the sales level um, um, decreases up to 70 percent. So in our industry, Corona really was a, a major impact 2020 and also 2021. And this also had a, um, a huge impact, um, of course, on um, on our business. So. When you see 2020, the sales in the restaurant um, sector decreases 40%, and um, the last year was the same level, so it it, it did not um, increase. Um, we are happy that um, that our sales numbers did not increase so much, but we had 2020 uh, um, a decrease of 20% in in our sales. Um, also, with some months with, uh, um, especially when Corona started and nobody knew nothing. Um, um, as we sell, as we sell um, many investment investment products, this type of products nobody uh, nobody purchased in this in this time. So we saw a huge impact um, during the time, especially especially in the um, in the last year, um, we were able to recover. So the last year, we already returned to our sales um, level that we had in, in 2019. Um, to two reasons or two main reasons we see that that corona like in in other e-commerce uh, um, um, areas uh, works as an accelerator for the offline to online offline to online shift so we see many customer groups who um, in the history did not purchase at um, at a modern um, supplier um, like us which learned to to use um, e-commerce as 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 a, as a supplier, so this really works as a as an accelerator. 
Um, and on the other side, we we increased our product portfolio and um, and addressed really this this business types because the the impact of Corona in our industry was very different. Um, if you are a restaurant, which which is a business type restaurant, you you still feel the impact. If you are a business in the night in um, in in the nightlife area, you you um, you had a, a huge impact till till one month ago and still feel an impact. If you are a, a fast food or a delivery uh, restaurant or a, a pizzeria, maybe the last year already was a, a really good year, a really good year for you. So the impact of Corona also for our customers um, was very um, different. So um, we were happy that we were able to recover the last year to the level of 2019. But in general, the 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 impact of Corona really was huge um, for our customers and also for also for us. Okay, yeah, yeah, got it. Totally understand. So, so you would say um, the impact on the offline gastro heroes so was uh, um, uh, was very severe and long lasting. But this kind of uh, because those businesses could not offer the same service as you did. Uh, um, though uh, the gastro hero website was open even during Corona, so people could have ordered, but uh, the salespeople from the offline competitors were not allowed to get into the uh, restaurants and kitchen okay that totally that totally makes um that totally makes sense and is there like a new business stream coming up with this new delivery services by vault and um and uh, and lieferando and many more where i'm hearing about this uh, dark kitchens so you don't have a restaurant anymore with like an with uh with with, with really tables there's just a kitchen anywhere um a, a virtual brand just like a, a an artificial brand i i, I would say which is then listed online at Lieferando uh, or, or any other services like Volt.com and delivering stuff. More focus actually on the productivity in the kitchen, not the hassle with the tables uh, um, uh, and the stools anymore in the uh, in the uh, in the um, uh, in the restaurant. Is is this really a thing? So have you seen this? Um... Yes, we, we saw this and we also we also equipped I, I'm, I'm not sure about the, the, the exact number, but I think 15, 20, 25 um, um, a dark kitchen we also equipped. So I think it's important to to um, to see the trends and to to see what um, what will what will happen. So um, we really um, saw this and I think this this also in the future will will be kind of a thing on the other side when you see that there are more than 200,000 businesses in this in this area um, you have to uh, th this will not be a revolution for all of the um, of the uh, restaurant or horeca um, horeca equipment so there is a trend and um, and we see this only in the dark kitchens. Also, some of our products we also sell to um, to supermarkets and to, to to retailers. We also see in these areas that there are um, um, new, new types of businesses. But in general, the the amount of, of of businesses and companies creating in this area is still not so relevant compared to the to the whole number of businesses working in the um, in the gastronomy sector. Okay, and is there a trend on leasing um, leasing the equipment for um, for areas where there's um, uh, where there's um, 
equipment only needed in the summer or in the winter. Let's say you need a frozen yogurt machine. You only need it like for three three months in a year. The rest in the kitchen, like the refrigerator, the fryer, you will need the whole year. I, I totally get it. So people would opt in for buying this equipment. But for equipment, you only need like for two or three years, like the waffle machine during Christmas time, whatever. Is this something where the leasing setup makes sense? I'm um, so in this form, uh, this this still not exist. What what exists is when you when you have a smaller period, like like uh, um, there is there is event. Of course, there is a, a big business um, sector of of renting of renting machine when the, when there are when there are types of of, of events. Um, what there at the moment is not that that there is a specific leasing model where you have like um, three months. You you say the frozen yogurt, the frozen yogurt machine. And um, or the the Christmas the Christmas equipment because um, everybody would need a machine like this in this um, um, in this type. So um, at the moment I'm not I'm not aware that there is. Uh, of of course maybe there are businesses like this, but this is not the um, the usual the usual way at the moment. What about go-to-market strategies? Is this something you can expand easily into other markets? Um, not counting in Austria and Switzerland, but let's say, um, is there gastro hero potential for the Netherlands? Um, yes, we, we are quite we are quite happy that um, that we, um, as you said, uh, Germany, Austria, and Switzerland are maybe uh, we can we can discuss uh, how much internationalization this is for, for us, um, especially the Swiss market um, um, was not that easy because you have um, um, you have more traditional customers. So we had to open an office. We had to open a show uh, a showroom for the customers um, for the customers there and also some legal um, uh, differences. But we are quite happy that we were able to uh, have really high growth rates in France um, as a real new international market and also be profitable um, in France. And um, yes, we, we see a high potential of, of um, international uh, internationalization, um, but you have to um, um, different different the different countries. So um, for us, what is good that the the type of products that we have, our own brands and also the other brands, work in different countries. So it's not that way that you you have to you use for different countries uh, very different very different product types. When when it comes to United States, something like this, there are there are some some differences um, or some different preferences. But in general, when when we look to the European market, the products are the same. So this is the first important thing for us where we see that that we can use this. Um, the other thing is what is the customer? What is the customer structure? Our um, um, for, for us, it's important to really offer um, the the customers a good um, a good service. So what we have to have, we have a have a good product. We have a good we have to need a, a good price, but we also have to have a, a good service. So um, it's not that easy to create um, a, a national wide service service structure when a, a product is broken that you. Um, 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 that you also can offer a repair service. So this was was a task for the France market. So um, you cannot um, copy your concept 100% to every other to every other um, country. But uh, we see um, for Gastro here that it's really a high potential to 
to um, um, to adapt the the business model also for um, um, for different for different countries. Um, but you have to really have to have in mind the the different situation. So the Netherlands market works very different um, works very different in the customer structure than the Italian market and the UK market. Um, works very different than the um, than the German market as they has more uh, more change uh, more key account um, more key account um, um, customers um, but in general um, and this we see as a high growth potential for gastro hero is the internet internationalization in Europe how important is is your IT capability um, I'm understanding that you need to invest lots of power and, and knowledge in on the, on the product side like sourcing side and uh, branding side um, yourself um, but if I would ask a B2c company like Zando uh, what kind of business you're in they would say we are a tech company we are not a fashion com company is, is it the same in yours yes we, so, we see um, um, we see four four very important success factors uh, that we that we um, want to be better than our competitors first as you said it's it's a product so a good product um, quality for good price and efficient um, 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 su uh, supply chain, uh, efficient supply chain. The other important thing for our customers is the av availability and delivery. So when when a customer purchases a product um, at Gastro, he he wants he, he usually he needs it very fast, and um, um, so it's our task to really offer him a very high availability and a high and a fast delivery. Um, the, the, the third point is the, the service as the technicians, the consultants, um, the, the purchasing consultants, but on the other hand, um, also really the, the tech um, um, the, the, the tech areas. So last year we um, we invested a lot to to grow to grow our tech um, to grow our tech department to really um, optimize on the one hand our um, our web shops so um, to, to offer the customer really, a higher usability and and a better way and a better way of purchasing the things, but in a in a way that our customer really can can use. And on the other hand, um, we are a performance marketing a performance marketing machine which which works with a lot of of of, of technical tools which, with with a lot of data insights. So this means that. Um, 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 our tech department and our tech DNA that we have is one of our most important um, competitor advantages that we use because the most other companies in this area are very classic and um, so this is really one one important um, competitor advantage that we use. Uh, what, what is it what is a share of people um, in your team working on the tech side on the customer experience side versus like the more traditional departments purchasing marketing um, we um, we now are 140 uh, 140 persons and um, in our um, tech department related to the um, to the web shop um, we work with um, with 30 persons and um, um, in our tech departments like data warehouse, data warehouse and bi it system it um, it processes um, we work with 10 with 10 persons and in in, in the marketing marketing tech um, department uh, we work with more with more five persons so so in total we are one one third um, of our company is really or a little bit more than one third is really focused on the um, on the tech on the tech and technology part and not on the classical on the classical parts 
but of course we have we have a big after sales but we have a purchasing uh, a logistics we have our own um, our own warehouse with more than uh, 20,000 um, square meters so we also have traditional departments and uh, one very exciting task that we have is to combine to combine these worlds. So what we did not do and what we don't want, we don't want that we have a tech department which is flying separately from the other from the other organization. We see a high potential really connecting uh, connecting the old world with the new world. And um, this is our main task at the moment. Okay, got it. Then, then I would have as my last question, uh, some, something which is not uh, focusing on the on the business model side itself. If we were thinking about the traditional private kitchen, I, I would say the last big innovation I, I can remember was the uh, induction cooker, yeah, a German Induktionsherd, uh, and maybe maybe the Thermomix uh, for some households. Was there was there something uh, such a big innovation in the professional kitchen industry that it really kind of reduced the people needed in the kitchen or made stuff way way faster like over the last like 10 10 years was there the induction cooker moment in the in the professional kitchen which i think today is still um, gas cooking uh, mainly so in the last in the last 10 years i cannot of course there are there are always some um, um technology a new new tech product technologies so um, you see this that the way of, of cooking changes um, slowly from time to time uh, the really big um, in, in invention which changed uh, which changed a lot but this was not in the in the last 10 years this is already all um, older is uh, um, the this the, the steam oven the combi the combi dämpfer so this is a really in the in the professional kitchen um, equipment this is a really powerful tool where you can do a lot of things which is which is um, more complicated to use and to learn but if you if you are able to really use this you save a lot of you save a lot of time you can you can produce your products with a higher quality and you save um, you save manual work so you need less less employees to do to do this so this is really one one important point um, on um, on the other side the last years um, um, the, the whole the whole way of using uh, vacuuming um, changed um, changed in the professional um, in the professional kitchen equipment so the, the the process cook cook and chill cook and chill process so you you invest the time before so you um, you you don't prepare everything at the moment where you uh, where you will deliver um, your your meal um, this this is um, maybe in the last 10 years the the thing which changed um, the most and um, especially in the in the catering in the catering equipment this is um, this is used um, and um, yes I would say this is the this is in the last 10 years the the, the most important change that we that we saw okay yeah I, I hope for something way more innovative uh, somewhere would say okay it's like you can do the same now with only 50 percent of the cooks but it still stays, uh, be, it, it still stays uh it's still still is a very manual uh, labor uh in the kitchen mark uh it was uh, very interesting having you in the podcast definitely following um up uh, uh, on some products you're offering on your on your website uh, a double fryer maybe that could be something for my for my kitchen it definitely looks interesting uh, um, on on your podcast. yes thank you um, it was a nice talk and till the next time <laughs>